Welcome back here on Lost Arts Radio. And uh, this is Richard Sachs, your host. We're back on the series that our friend Dr. Gabriel Cousins has offered to do with us, uh, which we're calling Conversations with Gabriel. And we can get into whatever comes up. It's totally unscripted and unplanned for the most part. And last week we were talking about purpose in life. And so we're going to kind of recap that today and then just see where it goes spontaneously. It should be very interesting. So welcome to all of you and welcome, Dr. Cousins. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Well, I'm happy to be here, of course. What I'd like to do is start with a little prayer and we're going to do a little meditation as well um, and a little dance. So I was going to dance. Dance has uh, a long history in the world of celebrating uh, and becoming more conscious and connecting to the divine. So we're going to do that. And we're going to meditate for uh, a few minutes, like seven, eight minutes. And the way we meditate, and everybody has different ways, but we use uh, a mantra that Moses got at the burning bush. And it's Yoda and the in-breath, hand and the out-breath. Wah and the in-breath, hand and the out-breath. Yod from the base to the heart, to the hay, hay out to the heart. Wa from the base to the third eye, and then hay out to the heart. Merging the heart and mind, we call Hukma Halev, which is wisdom of the heart, which is what's needed in the world today. So we're going to start with actually a opening prayer, which is about wisdom of the heart. So feel that merging the heart. And then we're going to dance for three minutes. I encourage everybody to join the dance. And then after that, we're going to give what we call the uh, uh, soul kind of connection to help awaken the spiritual energy we call Kundalini in the east and Shekhinah in the west. It's it's the uh, energy that's within us that then activates us and, and expands our consciousness. And with that, I'll just be looking right at you, part of my soul, touching your soul. And that activates it. So let's get ready to dance.
Okay, so just focus on the energy coming through. And we'll go just for a minute, a few minutes. My soul touching your soul.
Okay, slowly come out of meditation. It's always good to dance and create lightness in your eyes. Okay, here we are. Richard, do you want to lead us off? or Let's start with a, a recap of where we were with, with life purpose last time. And purpose for daily life, for an overview, and where you want to leave that. Okay, so... Life purpose is essential to leading a life of meaning. Think that way for a second. It's essential for leading a life of meaning. Now, some of us were blessed, like I was, initially at four years old, even though nobody in my family had any medical background of my my uh, grandfather was a baker from Bialystok, you know, it's like, whoa, okay. And I worked in banking, but at four years old I knew I wanted to be a doctor. How do I know that? I didn't. I just know I wanted to be it. So I, my purpose kind of fell on top of my head. I just knew it. Um without even knowing what it meant. But that began to guide my life. Because when you have a purpose, it gives a certain amount of focus to your life. And so your life becomes what we call in the Eastern tradition, dharmic. You live in a way to uh, uh, fulfill your dharma. And so being, uh, you know, moving in different ways, uh, studying bio, uh, doing biochemistry, biophysics research in college and um, building a heart-lung machine in, in high school that won the science fair, you know, the, the state science fair. It was all coming out of this life purpose. And then when I got to medical school, I said, wait, something's really wrong here because <laughs> they're nowhere close to my life purpose. But that moved me into uh, kind of psychiatry, family therapy, and then as soon as I got out, I really became a holistic physician. They didn't have that term then, but it was the only thing that made sense because people's mental states were are very affected by their uh, physiological states. And so I uh, did different work. I worked with Pavel Arola, and uh, he had a book called Hypoglycemia, Better Approach, and pretty soon I got in the high scheme, and then suddenly, diabetes. So there is a cure for diabetes. And then it's like, okay, type 2 diabetes, really type 1. And so you can see from this little 4-year-old moving into that, into a cure, uh, a non-pharmaceutical uh, cure for diabetes, and becoming a holistic physician, and then becoming a physician of the soul, and then suddenly it all, like, from what? From four years old, there was purpose that then gave meaning and gave value to my life for me, okay? And then it led me to kind of higher levels of understanding. So when you have purpose and you, it gives meaning to your life, it gives a context to your life. Now, what does that do in terms of your relationship with the outer world? Well, 
one thing it does is is you, is that you won't accept anything that's going to interfere with your life purpose, like getting a bioweapon shot. That is interfering with life purpose. There's no way of getting around it. Now people are beginning to understand that because being, uh, you know, 30% of people getting anxious and 40% getting depressed and maybe 40% getting kind of uh, their mental functions kind of being decreased in the uh, GMAT2 gene, the black gene being nullified. It's like, wait, that is not going to work with my life purpose, which is to be alive and love and uh, really contribute to upgrading humanity. So I make certain decisions along the way to support the life purpose, and that gives context and value to life. That's why life purpose is important. So what do you do if you don't know why you're here? If you don't know why you're here... And, and I think that's not uncommon, right? especially now. It's a very good question, and the answer is actually quite simple. Okay? And it's a, it's a, a yogic answer. And the yogic answer is peak, you know, keep focusing on God and pick some kind of job that doesn't interfere with your big life purpose, which is to evolve spiritually. So you can be a gardener, you can be this, you can be that. Pick something that doesn't take you away from the big life picture. My life purpose kind of led me towards that, uh, the big picture. But if you have a per- understanding that expanding consciousness is your is everyone's overall life purpose, even if we don't quite see it then you pick something that doesn't interfere with that as a livelihood. So, Because that is a really, your question you asked is, is a classic question. And uh, Ramana, Rama, Ramakrishna in the 1800s, actually that's what he answered. And it makes, makes sense to me. So there are a lot of people already in you're talking about picking a profession or a job that doesn't interfere with your life purpose. Correct. The vast majority of people who still have jobs at the moment are finding out that their job is connected with uh, things that, that don't go with a higher life purpose. You know, like just choose some job at random, like say police enforcer in uh, Canberra or... Uh, <laughs> right. And what do they do? They're 20 well, years ago. See, here's where they, you know, there, uh, where was it? It was actually in the Ukraine where they had all the police to suppress the people. And then suddenly all the police dropped their shield and walked away. Right. It wasn't their life purpose to be acting this way. Where, so, where, was, where did that happen? Do you it happened in Kiev or something in Ukraine. I don't know just when, but it didn't happen recently. It happened a few years. So one of the things we'd like to see is it happening a whole lot right away. 
Right, and, and I think that that um, I think we're going to find more and more of the police making some decisions, saying, "Wait, these are my people." That's why in Canada they're bringing UN troops or faceless. Ottawa have been quitting. What was that? I think some of the police in Ottawa have been quitting. Yeah, the police chief. Not just the chief. What I've heard is that a lot of the staff has quit as well. Yeah. And I think you're seeing some of that also in the the United States. Um, Yeah. This isn't my life. My purpose purpose isn't to force injections on people, or I don't want to get injected because, you know, police are pretty smart. They can figure out what's going on. You know, you have to be. That's not right. very wise to not get it. it makes it a little tricky because one of the effects it has is that the overall character of the police force gets worse because the good ones do what you just said I'm not I shouldn't say the good ones I think everybody's good underneath but which a lot of people would dispute but I really think that I don't say it lightly well um, the point is that people with some character who sense of my purpose saying, wait, this is no longer aligned with why I became an officer. Right. And so what I'm saying is the fact of that migration out of the police force and medical enforcers in general and things like that have the one effect of leaving the people who are happy to do anything, which we're seeing in Canada right now. And so I think somehow those people have to be reached also. Well, I think they think about it when other when their friends leave. That's that's a good one. yeah. And they, you know, everybody has different levels of sensitivity, but I think that um, obviously, I, I think a lot of police. I can't remember whether it was Chicago or somewhere. You know, it's like this is not working. We right. can't live this way. We can't live with ourselves. You know. Yeah. Well, they. they representatives of the government it strikes them that they're committing crimes right and there's something wrong with that yeah exactly so that's kind of what we're going on unfortunately we don't see many politicians doing that but even that may begin to happen very few I mean there's a few that are telling the truth and they have to be willing to be attacked right so that's kind of how it what we're looking at is is that um, you have to pick a way of life that supports your overall life purpose to expand consciousness, to be moral and ethical. And when it crosses that line, you have to have the strength to say no. And that's that's really what we're seeing with the truckers in, in Canada. Possibly as uh, trucking goes across the United States, that same thing may happen. Right. And there's a life purpose for yourself, meaning what you want to become. And there's a life purpose connected to that with what you want to have, an, what effect you want to have on the outside world and other people. Right. Well, it's it's really the same thing, right? What, say it again. I missed that last sentence. Well, I mean, it seems to be two parts. What your life purpose for yourself, you know, what you want to become in your own life. 
and the other part of life purpose is what what effect do you want to have on the rest of the world on other people yeah so the, let's make it three and let's use the word dharma because it's accurate it's mm-hmm. right livelihood the right livelihood is going to elevate yourself it's going to elevate society and it's also going to expand your consciousness so how do you find right livelihood dharma picking a job that supports your expansion conscious supports how how you how you want to live in the world and also supports your morals and ethics and uh, uh, purpose in that that way okay so right livelihoods is kind of a, a translation of dharma and in the process of right livelihood you do expand consciousness your consciousness yeah and what's supporting a lot of what's supporting the power structure now is a long established blind trust of authority right and titles authority uh, uh, i'm going to be a little radical here in saying uh well what supports the government workers and the politicians is a seriously corrupt situation right which has been going on for you know more than a half a century uh and for thousands of years too yeah and wait wait absolutely it's a combination of rewards and threats right and so people have a tendency to be corrupted and so that's the challenge yeah well it really looks from a superficial point of view that following evil is the way to get powerful faster yes and power doesn't really bring you anything as king solomon kind of suggested yeah what did he say about that well i don't have a it's like looking back at your life i'm i'm not quoting it yeah yeah just paraphrase yeah is it uh, all efforts are meaningless that's kind of what he said all, all what are meaningless sorry everything is everything we do is meaningless there's only thing that matters is god that's kind of what he said you know even if people are open to that i think there's the issue that comes up is you can choose a religion and memorize things about god but what you've got is ideas that you memorized and i don't think he was talking about doing that right no 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 but he's saying you know i've done everything everything under the sun is all meaningless the only thing that matters is living in the web guy right and so if you get serious about doing that beyond just wanting to memorize what is what you're supposed right. to believe this is way beyond that right yeah so how do you, what do you do if you say you know i could memorize beliefs for the rest of my life and not ever know if they're true how do i get to the next step of actually finding out for myself so that takes us to the six foundations in sevenfold peace okay and this is a way of life that supports the expansion of consciousness okay you're going to that happens because your experience of everyday life is really going to change yes because everything becomes 
your your living is a ceremony of, of making everything sacred. So, what's an example of that? Well, it's it's a combined thing because uh, so, so the six foundations. It's called eating a, a, a diet that helps you become a superconductor of the divine. Okay. That's step one. Step two, you know, so you're not causing death, and you, you, energy flows through you in an optimal way. Step uh, uh, foundation two is sacred dance, yoga, movement. Um, that, again, enhances the flow of energy. Three is service and charity. All those have an effect because you're having a a heart-to-heart connection with the people you're serving. Fourth is working with a spiritual teacher, wisdom books, um, a collective that can uh, uh, help support your unfoldments. Okay? So there are lots of potholes along the way, but usually the people who have gone before you have already f- fallen in the potholes. So if you can trust them, it saves you a lot of pothole falls. Okay? Oh. And uh, fifth is meditating. Repeating the name. And sixth is the awakening of the spiritual energy, the Kundalini or the Raha Kadesh. So all those create an alignment. Now, seven, uh, sevenfold peace is again peace with the body, which we mentioned, peace with the mind, meditation, mm-hmm. peace with family, sacred relationship, and how you're living with your family of origin, but in, in relationship to people around you. Uh, the next part of that is peace with the community, and in this case, it's learning how to have the right interface. So Right now, peace with the community doesn't mean, for example, getting yourself uh, a bioweapon shot. Even though it will bring peace, peace with the community in this case means stepping back out of the way. Okay, so you find an interface where you're not compromised. That takes some discretion, right? I mean, because it looks like, just like it's easier to follow evil to get powerful right away, it's also easier to take bioweapon shots in because everybody else is. That's the point I'm making. So the interface has to be, I have to interface in a way that keeps me on target in the bigger picture. So I have to learn how to interface with community so I'm not compromised by that, which is what they're trying to do heavily. And then peace with all cultures, the rock people, the plant people, the swimming ones, flying ones, and all the human cultures, the right interface Peace with what I call sacred ecology. So you're in right relationship to the living planet and in peace with God. The point I'm making is when you kind of put all those in an order, it brings you to a way of life that expands your consciousness because you're looking at every every aspect of who you are. Six right. foundations and sevenfold peace. So that kind of answers the people who would say, well, look, I just want to be spiritual. I don't want to deal with the body. That's that's just physical stuff, you know, and, and you're putting that all as parts of one thing. Yeah, I mean, the body is part of uh, what you have to do between the nothing and the something. We have the body is part of the something, and we're, we're the dance between the nothing and the something. 
And so it's you can't exclude the body. And, and because it's part of the bigger picture. We live in the body. We have to make it work. It has to service. It has to be aligned with us. So when people try to get back in sync with what you're talking about, which means out of sync with where they're trying to push the whole group, what what helps with that? Because when, when they, a lot of people that I've talked to try to do that and they run into fear, and, and it's really not a defined fear. They're not clear about what they're afraid of in general. It's just like I've talked to people about a lot of these health-related st- things that you're mentioning and the reasons for, you know, looking at something in a more holistic way. And they get scared and they don't know why. And they just start saying, you know, that modern medicine says such and such. You must take poisonous chemicals to be healthy. I mean medicine, you know. So how do you make that transition where one person is looking at that and say, well, yeah, just take the toxic chemicals that people with the white coat and they even have a stethoscope. So they must be right. You know, that's the costume and the degrees. And there's a fear of disobedience to that. How do you from that to seeing it common sense? I think this is where it's a really good question. It gets us back to purpose and meaning. See, what they count on is people not having meaning and purpose. So if you don't have meaning and purpose to guide your life, then you can be seduced by anything. You can be forced by anything. If you have meaning and purpose, you say, okay, well, this is not aligned with my life purpose. I right. need a functioning mind. I need a functioning body. I don't need a body where I'm getting amputated because I got clots in my feet. That's not going to work for me. This has to come up as a question a lot in diabetes, too, doesn't it? Yes, it does. These later symptoms are connected with losing your extremities. Uh, let's say... 40, 50% of the people get amputated die in five years. And many people get amputated. Why? You can reverse it. That's why I've got a natural cure of diabetes. You can prevent these things from happening um, in a reasonable way. There's no reason to have that. If you life purposes to be healthy, then you're motivated. We call it loving yourself enough to want to heal yourself. You do have to love yourself, though. A little catch. Right, you do. You do have to do what? You have to love yourself enough to want to heal yourself. Right. If you love yourself enough, you feel enough connected to your soul, then you're willing to do the work. So I have, when I was running a diabetes kind of clinic, we, you know, learning about this. It's a three three week process, and at the end, they, they said. And everybody gets better. 60, 96% are off all medications. 61% are in are normal blood sugars with no medication in three weeks. Okay? Impossible. It's supposed to be a slow decline under death. Well, what's the difference? These people said to me, you help reconnect me to my soul. You help me love myself enough to want to heal myself. And then I have the motivation to do what is obvious that needs to be done. What is obvious? That's a little effort, of course. But I do it and I get better. Right. There's a movie that you made about that. 
so I remember. Yeah. It's called Simply Raw, right? That's correct. It, I have seen it several times. I think anybody interested in health should watch that movie. And you don't even have to pay for it. It's on YouTube and places like that. And it's inspiring if you really tune into it. But the key is loving yourself enough to want to heal yourself. That's your life purpose. And loving yourself enough to want to heal yourself. It's common to not love yourself at all. And, and right. it's not common to be aware that you're doing that. So maybe one of the first steps would have to be to really become aware how you feel about yourself. Because this criticism that goes out toward other people all the time, in my experience, always reflects the same attitude toward yourself. Right? You want to get in touch with that and become conscious. Yeah. So the, the, it all, all keeps erupting, and that's why people who uh, choose not to get, you know, the bioweapon shot, it's like, why? Well, because I love myself. Which is, not, and the other thing that comes up about that is that you love yourself. How selfish. You know, that's right. terrible. You should. Because that's a mind game. game that they play. And, you know, uh, the, certainly the Castro guy in Canada, you know, is. Yeah. Play that. I mean, I've heard his talks a little bit. It's a total game. Oh, you're being selfish. What do you mean I'm being selfish? The vaccines don't work. They spread it. People who get the who get the shot have six to eight, six to eight times more delta. You know, it's like give if me a you, break. If you even believe delta exists, yeah. But but the, the deeper question underlying all of that is, wait a minute. Loving yourself and taking care of yourself so you can be of more value to the rest of the world. If that's selfish, which I think it is, what's wrong with being selfish? I, everybody that I've ever heard of or encountered is 100% selfish in some way. And it's just that as they get more conscious, they, can, they see their self as including everybody else. So they want to take care of everybody as much as they can. We're all one. That's the bigger insight. Right? Because if God is the self that's everywhere, of course it's selfish. Who else is there? Right. But the way they use the word selfish is, is it's kind of like there's something wrong with you. Yeah. And that's the mind game that they're, they are playing. And it implies you're bad. That's right. You shouldn't care about yourself. You're caring about a bad person. The worst bad person. And they're defining getting a shot as something that's not selfish. It's absolutely the worst thing you can do because uh, there has to be around to, to help society survive. A few little details. Yeah, and so if you take care of yourself, it's the most generous thing you can do for everybody else. That's right. So we just redefine the terms that make sense. Yeah, you're being generous because you're helping all society. So what happens when you find out that you're really condemning of yourself because of what you have mistakes that you made in your earlier life, things that you've done that you wish you hadn't? Well, the the concept uh, is that first of all, everybody does that. Right. Everybody's made a mistake, so there there has to be a system of forgiveness. 
So in the Torah teaching, okay, what people call the Old Testament, it's right. clear. See that you missed, missed the mark. Change the part within yourself that made you miss the mark. Right. And then repent and feel sorry for it, do something as that. And then it's corrected. So there's besides just forgiveness, it's, well, you might also want to not do the things anymore. That no, no, no. I'm saying you can't, repentance includes not your choice not to do those things anymore, number one. But number two, go deeper and see what made you do those things, and that's what has oh. to be. That's why we have, I teach a zero-point course. you got to see, well, what's the root cause of you making that decision that actually isn't so good? What kind of root causes are involved in at that level? Well, there's there's a lot. There's too many to give it a one thing. But, you know, people, uh, they've been hurt at one time. Maybe they, they their ego is the root cause. Their search for power is the root cause. The search to feel good for the moment, like you do an evil act, you feel good for a moment. Right. There's lots of, of things. So, but, but the point is people... I teach a course called the Zero Point that helps people access the root cause so you could pull it out by the roots. Yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned trying to feel good for the moment because what it looks like is that everybody, everybody is trying to feel good, including the people doing the worst criminal activities. And they're just a little confused that the way to feel good quickly is to hurt other people. Right. It takes sometimes a long time to find out that's not the case. But everybody's actually after trying to feel good. So if they see a better way to feel good that doesn't have the downside, that would be highly desirable, right? Right. They have to be ready to make that move, but that's exactly the point. And the reset point is where I say you see how you missed the mark, why you missed the mark, Commit not to keep missing the mark and do whatever kind of repentance you need to clear it. Right, right. But yeah. that, is, that is part of the reset, okay? Is, is, it's a, it's a uh, Torah teaching of that principle. We have to have the principle. We're humans. We, we all make mistakes. There has to be a way of redeeming yourself. Right. It doesn't mean that you're intrinsically bad, right? No, just, it just means you Yeah. And that, that applies to the worst mistakes, you know, looking at yourself if you think you made the mistakes worse than everybody else. It doesn't change it. It doesn't change the principle. Right. You weren't being true to yourself. But forgiveness requires changing yourself. Right. You cosmically, you can't really be forgiven unless you commit to not doing it again. To change right. yourself so you don't do it again. Right. Yeah, it's it's a it's a misunderstanding that if you create a mis- if you do a mis- commit a mistake that's beyond a certain evil level, that you can no longer come back. I think that that what, I, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just. People are given the understanding and belief that they're too far gone. You know, in their case, they can't get better again. 
and that applies to celebrities, for example, that have officially committed to following Satan indefinitely. I, I know I've seen some on television that say that, you know, certain musicians, for example, or actors. They actually make a deal with Satan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, right. Even at going to a certain location to do that. And other people who have gotten into Hollywood have been asked point blank by big producers and uh, owners of studios and things. Um, now you have to agree to do this uh, ceremony and pledge your life to Satan. And right. they, they, some of them say, you're kidding, right? This is a joke. And they say, no, it's not a joke. And they do it. Most of them do it. Some some refuse and leave. But a lot of them do it. And they are given the belief that once you do it, you can never get out. And I'm saying, there's no, there's nothing to that. It's just a belief. Right. The, the, the subtly is, the more you continue to act in a certain direction, the deeper a hole you dig. So the more undoing of that, you got to make some effort. It's the spiritual counterpart of if you eat nothing but junk food for 70 years and then you want to do a detox. It's not as easy if you're starting out when you're 15 or something. That's right. But it's still the same thing to do. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's called karma then. And you just have to be willing to pay that piece. Yeah, which just means relax, because it's going to be, you know, it's going to go the way it's going to go according to the laws of nature anyway. But one of the ways, there are ways to speed it up, the recovery, right? One of which is just blessing blessing everybody else every minute and, and meaning it. Yeah, that's the point I'm making. So you have to, there has to be the, the grace, okay, but also the good works. Yeah, what you're looking for is, is grace instead of justice because we don't have time to pay for everything according to the strict justice rule. Right. And especially what you put out to other people comes to you starting immediately. So if you can bless other people and mean it, especially the ones that you don't think are very nice or that are giving you a hard time, that's a stronger boost. I think it's important, you know, uh, as part of your uh, clearing your karma, so to speak, is to be able to bless people. Yeah. You an example of breaking justice. Because if you really want the bad people to suffer, which you can, you know, quote scripture and everything to justify it, if you're really emotionally taking pleasure in the thought of bad people suffering, and then you expect to be let off by grace, there, that doesn't go together. Right. Doesn't work. Well, it works to get you in more trouble. Yeah, exactly. The cosmic rules, karma, reincarnation, are in our favor because it lets us undo things. Yeah, especially when you get to realizing that the so-called real world is not really solid. This is a projection of consciousness, right? Right. Which is fluid. 
There's no rule that it has to take a long time to change. Right. It can be like that. Still have to pay a price, but it doesn't matter. The price is worth paying. Yeah. And the price is fluid because we're extracting more and more of the price ourselves and we think it's somebody else doing it. Yeah. So that's the beauty, of, and that gets us back to life, purpose, and meaning. When you're living life of purpose and meaning, you have clarity and direction, and you make certain choices that align with that higher purpose. It's ultimately, you can say it's God's will, but you're aligned with it, and that's what comes. That's what matters. Right. And then you get certain benefits, taking care of and loving yourself that you start affecting while you were always affecting everybody else, just not in a focused manner. Right. And that, it's a way I see practical for reversing the course of things on this planet at the moment. Right. So, this is good. I mean, it, it really puts it together why it's important to to ask the questions. Our training in school these days doesn't have us ask those questions. Yeah, exactly. And things are moving in such a drastic downward direction in many of those areas, in schools in particular. They don't, it's not just that what they leave out and don't train you in. It's, um, things are being taught in schools that are almost not suitable to talk about, you know, the internet. That has to be reversed. And I, I haven't seen any way to do it. I mean, yeah, go to the school board meetings, do do all the outer things that you can, but the most powerful that makes your physical actions have a different effect is doing what you're talking about. Otherwise, you're just saying things. You know, if you become a presence there, of somebody who's actually doing this internal work, I think the effect on everybody else present is going to be a whole different world. Yes, people listen and are influenced that way. Yeah. It's, it's hard. I mean, the corruption is on purpose. The lack of education, moral, ethical, and academic is on purpose. Because if people don't have purpose and meaning, then they can be controlled and enslaved, which is exactly how we kind of serve the discussion. Yeah, exactly. So when, Go ahead. When, once you have an idea of life purpose, then the next thing is, all right, what do I have to do to accomplish it, right? Right. And in addition, at different ages, your life purpose can also change. It's it must be it's part of the bigger life purpose, right? Yeah, I mean, for example, when you're, uh, you know, in grammar school, you're, you you know, part of your life purpose is reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yeah, trying to be a kid. Yeah, and then high school, you start a little, you know, developing skills or career. So your life purpose, there's a, a sub-life purpose according to your age, the time, the era. Right. So what when you say era, what do you mean? 
Well, error is to two levels. One is the decade you're kind of born in, 20-year type cycle. Right. Uh, you're affected by society, you're affected by this. Our choices are affected by that. Okay, because the society needs a certain something at that point. That's what I mean. That's what I'm, I'm saying. So we're, we're, we, we are affected by our environment, number one, but two, we affect our environment. So when we make a choice to act a certain way, it's also that choice uh, can either uplift or degrade the environment and the consciousness of the people in the environment. Okay, okay. And I think you're including the physical environment too, right? Yeah. So the concern, the physical environment is almost like an extension of your physical body. It's a living system, all right? That, that's well, the way I, I talk about it is like that. I basically, um, our body is part of the living planet. How we treat our body as unique living planet is then reflected in how we treat the living planet. Yeah. Yeah, because some people have the misunderstanding that to care about the environment is only one political point of view and right. I'm it has nothing to do with that. It, that's uh, I, I agree because you're taking the earth is a living planet is your living body. Right, it's your physical life, life support system, right? Yeah. And so taking care of your body takes care of the planet. Taking care of the planet takes care of your body. Right, exactly. I mean, that comes down to really mundane issues, and it seems to me that when we get back real science instead of this memorization of acceptable information that has taken its place now, all the little you know, practical issues like materials should all be learning from nature, 100% recyclable, everything. Because you want to think in the long term, not, well, it won't matter because the garbage piles won't be that high by the time I die. It'll only be the other people. It should be permanently sustainable. And the semantics is tricky because a lot of these important words like sustainable have been turned into weapons. Sustainable means becoming a slave now. Give up all your freedom because you're destroying the earth by existing. That's how they're using it now. Yeah, but sustainable important well sustainable means that you don't gradually make things around you worse and worse they they stay functional and healthy sustainable means being in harmony with the living planet right so it sustains the ability of the planet to uh, support health and life right and so, you know, you take something like oxygen and CO2. Well, CO2 is not a bad thing. Why is CO2 not a bad thing? Because it becomes our food. It becomes plant. Right. It feeds plants. And we give up oxygen to feed the trees and the plants. Yeah, CO2 has even been used medicinally. Yeah, actually, I said that backwards. The plants give us oxygen, 
and we give them back carbon dioxide. Right, which they absolutely need. Right. And so when you, it was at a low level right now, historically. Right, when you're in the right balance of the oxygen carbon dioxide, everything works. Right. And again, so it means following and creating a, the, the proper balance. Yeah, exactly. In fact, what we might want to do, uh, if you feel like it, Nick, for next time, talk about how actual science fits into this whole issue. Um, I could give a presentation on the cooling and heating cycles that have been going on for hundreds of thousands of years with grass and different things like that. Um, because right now that's the next game they're going to play. That's the coming plan for the coming lockdowns, right? Right. And so maybe that would be good for me to show graphs and pictures. And you know, I think it would be great because what's being done now is similar to the justification of the shots. You give one little piece of the graph, and it gives an impression opposite to the reality. Right. So I have the grass for thousands of years. The global warming and cooling cycles. Yeah, it's been going on indefinitely. It's been going on indefinitely. It has nothing to do with humans. It has to do with the sunspot cycles. Yeah. Okay, well that changes the whole thing. But, you you know, like, global warming and cooling has been happening long before industry existed. Yeah, exactly. And CO2 has been immensely higher in other times without humans having a part in it. Right. So all that, maybe that would be good to, so people could actually see what it looks like. It's important. Okay. You know, because humans are endangering the biosphere right now. I mean, most mostly it's coming from the directors of humanity, the ones that are holding power. Because... You know, they're doing all kinds of things that threaten extinction of life on the planet on purpose. And they're giving all energy sources to use. You know, uh, there, are, there are problems with burning petroleum for energy, not the ones they talk about, but there are problems with it compared to using zero point and magnetic and other things like that that are way beyond where and wind. Technology. Tesla already had free energy for us in the 30s. Yeah. And it's, you know, I've mentioned before that it's been demonstrated that all the internal combustion engines will run on water. That's why I stand the fire at a shortened lifetime. Right. And when people complain about the Green New Deal because it's, it's a disguised plan to destroy society. But, you know, and solar energy as it exists now and wind don't power farm tractors. But water does. That's why they let the green energy people go on talking as much as they want, put them on the internet, but they don't put the people up who are talking about water as a, as a for petroleum. Because the agenda isn't about life. No, it's the opposite. And I, and my premise is that the people who are doing that, you have to respect the threat to all all life because it's very focused. But I'm looking at those people and the non-human entities above them. And although this is kind of a heretical point of view, 
I see all of those people as made out of the same spirit as us. And they just have a really deadly program layer that makes them a threat to all life. And it, when we get strong enough, what I want to see us do is affect defections from the dark side, which I think we can do. Well, I think it's already happening at some level. That's right. It started. We can accelerate. Now, okay, well, I think we have a nice uh, idea to start next week with that whole maybe more than one uh, discussion, but we way to start. I do too, and the fact that you can do a presentation on that is perfect. Okay. So. Excellent. Well, as usual, it's a joy to speak with you and speak with the audience and may everyone that's listening be blessed and everyone who doesn't listening also be blessed. Because blessing is a way of, of really uh, elevating yourself and the planet. Absolutely. And it's possible that the worst dark figures can wake up one time because of the influence of the others and say, what was I doing? That was a bad dream. You know, that was never who I was. And this place could become as heaven-like as it is hellish at the moment. That can be reversed. Yeah. Part of life purpose. Excellent. So. Okay. Give us a closing thought or prayer or whatever you'd like to leave everyone with after all. I think your idea of blessing I think if we really begin to love ourselves enough to heal ourselves and that gets turned into uh, living as a way of blessing yourself and all of humanity, may everyone then be uh, loving themselves enough to heal themselves and choose with that love to bless all of humanity. Amen. That would take care of it. <laughs> right. Looking forward to the uh, presentation on the earth and science next time. Okay. Very good. Wow. That was great. From In my opinion, that, that was such valuable insights from Dr. Cousins as usual. Um, you know, the, this it makes you question this whole paradigm that we have to fight over something and that we've been conditioned for a long time without actually realizing it that we have to find our enemies and fight on and on and on forever with both sides thinking that the other side is the bad one and that they're justified and you know killing is the answer and the best thing that God ever did is show that how great he was by leading armies of a few people to kill a lot of people and forgetting the idea that there's something beyond all the killing, which is called so-called justice, to unconditional love. And there's so much power dormant in that that's walking around in you personally every day. And we're not supposed to know about it because if you do, it ruins the whole agenda to destroy the world or life on the world, life in the world, which is in progress right now. It's not a mistake. It's not an oversight. It's a really organized business plan, so to speak. It's a suicide mission. It's not 
something that you want to see go any farther. And we're meant to think, in addition to the idea that we have to fight each other, we should hate ourselves because we're destroying the planet. You know, that's why you have to wear a mask. That's why you have to be injected with things to change your genetic makeup. Um, that's why you have to stay, hide in your house whenever there's an order from the rulers. It's all because of maintaining this fear and conflict paradigm. What I was about to say at the end with Dr. Cousins is, again, the bumper sticker from the 60s when people figured out that the Vietnam War was not for truth and justice in the American way or any good thing at all. It was for other nefarious purposes. I know I was in the university at that time. And um, the current wars are no different. It's really rare to have a, a country fighting for its own self-defense. You know, the only legitimate use of force that I can see is, is defensive. So, um, the bumper stickers that came out of that time protesting the Vietnam War were question authority, and then another one thought, question everything. And then the other one, which was great, is that what if they gave a war and nobody came, like throwing a party, you know? What if the ruler said, okay, let's have a war now, just like they're trying to do now with saying, let's have a war between the U.S. and Russia, totally insane and we have were controlled by a criminal media in this country and most of the world and the the criminal media j just lies about everything and the only way you would know that is if you get exposed to independent media that's honest and not being paid by giant financial interests and they go on the ground in ukraine or wherever the proposed war is at the moment and they say um look, we're not being invaded. Russia's not invading. They've been saying that from on the ground. And you're supposed to be afraid to say that because if you tell the truth, they'll call you a Russian agent. And at some point, you just have to say it anyway because it's the truth. If, And I'm not saying America is there and Russia is there. The American power structure allied with the NATO power structure is there trying to start a war at the direction of the people at the highest levels and above the banking system. And they're looking at their power and money rewards for the wars because wars are really profitable, especially if you fund both sides. And then the side that loses, you get to hook them into these special repayment plans. And the side that wins, you can do more business with them. And at the highest levels, the, the banking system is run by dark satanic forces. But there are bosses above that. The banking system is not the top of the pyramid. And what they're doing is trying to rev up potentially nuclear war, but at least regional war. And at least the local war that's been going on since the overthrow of the Ukraine government in 2014. And what the bumper sticker from the Vietnam era was saying is what if the rulers proposed that and said, let's have a war? Um, kind of in the, like in the movie War Games with Matthew Broderick, which was really good from the 70s or something, I think that was. Um, what if everybody was conscious enough and at least started to awaken and said, 
We're not going to do that. That's absurd. That's suicidal. And that's what we're not supposed to realize. Whether you're a soldier or a policeman or a health worker observing people being killed intentionally according to a hospital protocol that comes from WHO or the UN, and you say, I can't do it. You know, it's not. And maybe I was living like everybody else and making all kinds of mistakes before, but I realized that's self-destructive and I don't want to be self-destroyed. So I have to start changing at some point. For, totally forgive yourself, as Dr. Cousins was saying, and say, yeah, maybe I w was unaware of what I was doing before. Because nobody's really aware. If they were aware, they wouldn't do any of that stuff. They think they're aware, but the big aware, the deeper level awareness, nobody would do harmful things if they were aware. So, but you don't have to help them do it. And, and when you see the build-up towards something like the world war uh, to destroy the planet, building up and being promoted by our criminal media, and if you work for those criminal media, really, you might want to think about you know, your responsibility to act in a way that's beneficial and honest. And even if you can't quit your job, some become whistleblowers, and that's a good way to handle it. You know, get in touch with Project Veritas and be honest, be true to yourself. Good things happen from that. If you see that you've been supporting evil and reading off teleprompters that's not true, you don't have to keep doing it. So the suggestion is to change. And that's for everybody, not just if you work for the criminal media or the criminal medical system that is killing people in hospitals and prohibiting the use of safe uh, protocols to get better when you're sick, which they're doing. Um, you don't have to cooperate. Or if you have to keep your job, you can become a whistleblower and do some good. Lots of stuff we can do. And we're at a point where we have a choice. You know, everybody, I think, this applies to everybody's life. Make sure that in line with what Dr. Cousins was saying about life purpose, that what you're doing is true to that in whatever way fits your life. And I'm talking to myself and everybody too. You have to be constantly assessing the way you're living now and how can you improve it? How can you take better care of your own body, be nicer to other people whether they deserve it or not? And that's really critical because we're stuck on justice. You know, we want to be mean to the people that don't deserve kindness. And that keeps us stuck at the level of permanent feud, also known as justice. It goes to no place that's good. If you can put out kindness on the emotional level, not you can't fake it. If you fake it, it doesn't do any good. You have to learn to feel it. And we're all in the process of that ed education. Whatever you put out to everybody else is what comes back to you. It's nothing's by chance. So I got to shut up. I'm talking too long. We're way over time. But I just feel the urgency at this point of all of us waking up because we're the ones that are walking around with the potential because of what can flow through us to reverse the course for the world. Not from our own little ego self, but from this thing that people call God, which is connected directly to you, regardless of 
belief or not belief or anything else. And if you get the blocks out of the way, it can flow through and what could happen here could be incredible. So I'm suggesting we do that. Um, stay in touch with where we're on the air at lostartsradio.com. If we get kicked off a station or social media or something like that, it'll come up uh, lostartsradio.com slash live. We'll show channels like this where we're still on the air. Planetary Healing Club, which Doug just put on the screen, is where we have a weekly private meeting interactive. Doug and I are both there every week, and we can talk about uh, physical health things like Dr. Cousins was referring to. I've been involved in that on a deep level for a long time, since at least 1965. And a lot of that real health information is violently suppressed in America and most of the world right now. So we can talk about that and also deeper consciousness level issues. And if you decide it's important to make an upgrade to your whole life, what do you do? We'll talk about life transformation, not as a philosophy or a belief. We don't have time for that. Actually, if you're at the point you want to do it, and you have the sense that you could experience something totally different every day, that's what we're talking about. That's Planetary Healing Club. So check that out, planetaryhealingclub.com. And if you have the means of supporting us and you want to do that, you know, because we're commercial free, consider donating at lostartsradio.com. There's a donate button there if you have the means to do that. And there's a subscribe star link that does the same thing. Either one of those works fine. And um, we just have to all help each other, I think. And that's what we're doing. And really respecting and appreciating what you're doing because I consider you the hope for reversing the course of life right now. You're walking around with so much power. That's why we take the time to do these shows. Not, you know silly little running around fighting each other ego power i'm talking about the power of letting spirit flow through you and take over your life light is much stronger than what's happening right now and all we have to do is let it in there are ways to do that so thanks for the time and remember we have saturday and sunday shows and planetary healing club meets on saturday and i look forward to seeing you again here next week when we talk to Dr. Cousins about his presentation on science. It should be really neat. We'll see you then. Take it easy. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level. From extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month, to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind, and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. 
Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows, except the banned ones, are on our YouTube channel, at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month, where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with.